This episode of Mark My Words is sponsored by the Coatings Alliance, makers of C2 Paint. When C2 President Tom Hill asked me my opinion of what would make a program for their super premium wood finish product, Guard, more attractive to dealers, I shared my view that dealers look for three things when they're considering putting new products in their stores. They want a low initial investment, they don't wanna to have to spend any money on equipment, and they wanna know that if the program is not successful, that they can send the product back. And so that's exactly what C2 put together in their program for Guard. I only wish my daughter Buckwheat would listen as well. So if you're interested in hearing more about this program, you can do one of two things. You can go to c2dealer.com to read more, or you can email Tom Hill yourself and ask him any questions you have. That's th, the number four, at c2paint.com. Hey everybody, it's Mark. Thank you for joining me today. Today I have another episode of my In the News. That's my bi-weekly pod and vlogcast uh, where I pull out all the news that I think that independent paint dealers would be interested in. Before we get going, I want to send a quick shout out and thank you to my good friend Jay Ward of Ward Lumber. Ward Lumber is a super cool story. Jay is the fifth generation of the Ward family to work in the business, but he is now the former owner. Uh, earlier this year in 2021, Ward Lumber transitioned from being owned by the Ward family to being owned by the employees of Ward Lumber through a process called an ESOP which is an employee stock ownership program. I'm actually hoping to have Jay on soon. It's a really terrific way uh, for certain dealers. It doesn't apply to everybody, uh, but for some dealers, it's a really terrific way to get out of your business. When the time comes, it's not always so easy to find buyers for paint stores, but employee ownership is, is a really great way to get your money out, as well as create an environment where employees want to stick around with you for a while because there's benefit to them to doing that. And particularly in, in this economic environment, when I know a lot of dealers are calling me and sharing their concerns about the situation with hiring people and wage inflation in the country, which in an area, paint stores, which generally speaking, have not been particularly high paying and dealers are now faced with the need to raise the salaries that they offer people to be able to compete and get employees in this economy. And so Jay has got a great idea for how to short circuit that. That's what uh, employee ownership does. And so I'm, I'm looking to have him on soon. So a little bit about the business itself. Ward Lumber operates two stores in upstate New York, all the way up by the Canadian border. They're primarily lumberyards, but everybody who has a lumberyard understands Lumber needs to be painted, and so they sell a lot of paint. So Ward Lumber is a Benjamin Moore dealer, and they do a terrific job, in my opinion, with getting out their message using videos. You can take a look at their YouTube channel and see some of the stuff that they've done. Just go to YouTube and search Ward Lumber, and you'll find their work. So thank you very much, Jay, for being a good friend, for sending me the swag. I appreciate it, and for doing a really great job. Uh, with your business in transitioning it to employee ownership. Congratulations. On with the news. Uh, today is September 13th, and here's the news that independent paint dealers need. 
This summer, paint giant Sherwin-Williams announced that they would be building a new corporate headquarters in Cleveland, Ohio, which is the current home of the world's largest paint maker. The site the company purchased to do this construction is currently empty parking lots considered blighted by many locals, making this a popular project likely to get the final approvals the paint maker is seeking from the city. The centerpiece of the $600 million construction project will be a 36-story glass tower, which will be the fourth tallest building in the Cleveland skyline. Cool, but of course, it's still in Cleveland. The proposed campus includes that 1 million square foot office tower plus a 500,000 square foot research center, meaning that Sherwin-Williams is planning to make life difficult for independent paint dealers for decades to come. The west side of the proposed Sherwin-Williams corporate campus will have street level access and the company has agreed to work with the city council to execute a retail strategy to attract more shoppers into the downtown area. If this was in the Bronx, I'd put a fucking paint store there. Somebody needs to call Dan Calkins and ask him what he'll do for them for putting a paint store on that campus. The holiday season gets earlier every year. It used to be Thanksgiving before retailers started talking about Christmas. Uh, over the last number of decades, it became the day after Halloween. And now with the pandemic, uh, retailers are already starting to communicate with their customers that they need to be ready for Christmas early. And that same trend is now happening with color of the year. On August 25th, PPG announced that their color 1125-4 olive sprig would be their color of the year for 2022. PPG senior color marketing manager, Amy Donato shared that whether it's for its common qualities or its health benefits, green is a staple for well-being, something that many of us are craving for over the last 18 months. Amy went on to share that people continue to see green as a way to bring the outside in. And during the pandemic, this desire was only magnified. Incorporating greens like olive sprig allows for a feeling of healing and balance that nature can bring into our lives, said Ms. Donato. For dealers wondering how these colors get picked, uh, and I was certainly one of them, I always used to think that uh, somebody at Benjamin Moore just reached in at a big party, pulled one out and said, you know, here you go, it's our color of the year. Uh, earlier this year, though, 30 global color experts participated in PPG's Global Color Forecasting Workshop. Their job to analyze trends and determine what tones would best represent the brand's color forecasts. Resilience and the need to connect with nature were recurring themes at the workshops with all the stylists agreeing that a green shade would best suit those needs. Jumping into the water with PPG and an early announcement, Bear, available only at Home Depot, also announced their color of the year. Also picking a green, Bears color MQ3-21 Breezeway is the brand's color of the year for 2022. A new year brings the opportunity to embrace a sense of renewal and pursue untapped passions, said Erica Wolfel, who's the vice president of color and created services at Bear. In other news, the state of New Jersey Long the dumping ground for chemical companies, which would explain the smell as you drive down the turnpike through the state's northern industrial area, has had enough. In 2019, the state's Department of Environmental Protection sued paintmaker Cheryl Williams, seeking damages for hazardous substances and industrial chemicals which were discharged at three sites owned by Sherwin-Williams around the state. 
In August, the judge denied Sherwin Williams' motion to be dismissed from the case completely, though later in the ruling, they were offered some other relief. The Department of Environmental Protection's original suit was looking to collect damages for more than 125 years in which Sherwin-Williams owned these three sites, though Sherwin-Williams lawyers were able to get the case truncated when the state was unable to press for damages older than 1977, which was when New Jersey enacted its Spill Act. The ruling means that New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection can proceed with claims for the alleged violations against the manufacturer Sherwin-Williams, many of which carry penalties of $50,000 per day. Sherwin-Williams claimed that they had ceased operations before 1977, thus taking them off the hook. Superior Court Judge Michael J. Castle called bullshit when he denied most of the company's arguments. In other news, PPG and Sherwin-Williams both announced recently that sales volume and earnings would be lower than previously expected for the third and fourth quarter of 2021, both companies sharing that shortages and supply chain disruptions continue to be a problem. Demand remains robust. We all see that. A dealer texted me a picture earlier this week of customers waiting six deep at his counter. Amazing. Not something that I ever thought that I would see happening with retail business in a paint store. Certainly is not something that ever happened in my two stores in New York. But despite the robust demand, companies continue to have problems meeting that demand as shortages of the raw materials to make paint still plague the industry. The PPG and Cheryl Williams announcements coincide with what I've been hearing as well. The CEO of a paint manufacturer who I am in contact with recently shared with me that supply issues may continue to be a problem for dealers through the second quarter of 2022. So dealers hoping that this was going to come to an end sometime this year and their lives would be returned to normal as far as purchasing and acquiring of paint. I'm afraid that that might not be the case. And finally, I get emails from dealers all the time looking to introduce themselves or say hello and and often ask a question. A dealer asked me recently about how I used to keep the inventory accurate in my point of sale system at Tremont Paint. Tremont Paint was a two-store location. We were in New York City. We had approximately 250 or so $1,000 worth of inventory, which was spread over, you know, similarly to yours. Your stores, I'm sure, spread over some three or four or so thousand products. We had them all categorized into different inventory categories. So we would actually count once a month, we would count all of the high priority A items. But my stores, we were primarily Benjamin Moore and Pratt and Lambert dealers. So we would count the fives and the gallon of the Regal, the Prohide Gold every month of the items that we knew we were selling a lot. The purpose of that was to really make sure that the ordering that our system was doing through the MinMax was going through accurately. The purposes of doing just the fives and the gallons, just of those limited runs of high volume items was really just to make sure that the MinMaxes that our point of sale system was using to place our orders for those products were of use to us. And the only way that would be of use to us is if the inventory was correct. Then we would have uh, quarterly inventories. And and on the quarterly inventories, we would count 
more high volume items, but not necessarily the A items. So we might count at that point on the quarter, we might count the quarts of Regal, which didn't get counted the first time around. We might count uh, the exterior paints or the balance of the Pratt & Lambert line, which didn't get counted the first time around. We would also count all of the brushes and all of the rollers four times every year. And then on the semi-annual, we might have, I don't recall, I don't have the list in front of me, uh, what I used to do exactly, but on this, in the semi-annual count, we would add in other things, uh, tape and uh, abrasives and other small items around the store. Again, the goal is to find out, one, is anything going missing? Am I keeping track of my inventory well? But most importantly for me is I was looking to place orders as simply as possible. If, if I could touch a few buttons, print a piece of paper and fax it in and place my orders like that, that was a heck of a lot easier to me than walking the stores, which is what my father used to do. And so that's why we would keep all of those up to date uh, so frequently. And of course, at the end of the year, everything got counted. And so I hope that helps. You don't have to do it exactly that way. If you have any questions about the way you do it, you can certainly give me a call. If you've got a good idea, I'll share it with the dealers here that are listening or, or through my blog. So but thank you very much for listening. And I'll be back with another episode in two weeks.